Hey guys, it's She Sheds Real Light with Crystal Fry and Susan Price, and today's episode is Roll Call. All right, so when I was in school and they would do the roll call, you know, obviously you would take your hand, you'd raise it up, and you'd be like, here, or they would say, say your name or whatever. Let me tell you guys, last year, if people would have done a roll call on me, I would have been like, absent, I'm not here. (laughs) I was totally absent last year from everything. I felt like my mind was just not in it. And honestly, I'm so thankful for this break because truthfully, I needed it. I did too. Definitely a year of struggles, a, a year of absence, a year of just really trying to figure out who God's called me to be and where God has positioned me at, even though it was made pretty clear. But I think in the struggles and the silence of just being so overwhelmed with everyday life to life things, it was definitely a time for me that I needed to be alone. Um, With someone who deals with depression, being alone is not always a great thing. But in this season of life, it was definitely a much needed thing. And so I'm thankful for the break. We have missed y'all so much, but uh, we are so grateful to be back. Yeah, so I told Susan last year that it was like I, was, I wasn't I was doing as much for God, but I still didn't feel like God was far away from me. And in Scripture, it says in 2 Corinthians 5 eight, it says, Be absent with the body is to be present with the Lord. And truthfully, looking back, that's how I felt. Like I was absent with my body, but I was totally still present with God and everything. Um, he just didn't seem far away from me. Yeah, you said that the entire time. She was like, "I'm, I'm definitely like not far away from him, but I'm like I can I can tell he's here, but yet I just am in this place." What well, was like I wasn't doing so much. I I get so caught up in doing like I have to read my devotion. I have to make sure that I'm praying every second. I have to uh, do ministry. I have to do this. I was like. I get so caught up in feeling like I have to do, 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 and do, 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 but But God's not calling us to do, like God wants us to be still, and we forget that because we get so, I think internally as women too, we just like to do, we like to do for others, we like to, you know, go and do, we like to do, 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 (laughs) and so we get so caught up in that, and we don't realize that God needs us just to be still sometimes, and that's where his presence is really found, is in that stillness. Yeah, yeah, I shared recently that my mom had said to me when I was just so overwhelmed last year, she was like, well, sometimes people get caught up doing, so busy doing for God that they forget to be with God. She was like, is that a place that you're at right now? And I was like, I mean, I don't feel like it, but then as we talked about it, I was like, I guess so, because you know, I've got got to be a wife, got to be a mom, which those are choices I made, obviously. But then it's like, you got to work and you've got to be a friend and you've got to, when you have a ministry, you have to be present and Mm -hmm. you know, you're running here, you're running there. And then last year was just an odd season for us anyway, because we were transitioning to something new for us. So the nonprofit. And so it was just like lots of big things happening, but then it became so overwhelming, but it was a year of first for so many things. Yeah. We did, you know, did a women's conference and we quit our jobs and we started a nonprofit or took place at the nonprofit full time. And so it was just like, it was a year of celebration, but and growth, but it was also a year of like, for me, I don't want to say I'd grown stagnant, but I just prioritizing and really trying to figure out where I put certain things yeah. on my schedule at. And it was just one of them things where I was, 
I, I rested, but I became overrested, if that even makes sense, because it was just one of them things I shared too was I was like, I'm just not going to do anything at all. I'm too busy doing this for this person, this for that person. I just want somebody to do something for Mm -hmm. me. So I'm just not going to do anything, (laughs) which is not a great place to be at. No. And last year, so all these great things were happening for Susan and I, both like together and separate, but all these great things were happening. But in the background of all these wonderful things happening, it almost seemed like it was so hard to celebrate the good things because I had a ski accident. So I was down and out of work and just like could not even walk for almost five months and then I uh, my mom finds out she has cancer and that was just another gut hit I think and then we had some family things that were going on that were just another like huge gut hit and so it was like all these great things were happening that it was like I should be celebrating right now but I honestly felt like defeated Mm -hmm. and in that defeat it was like God was saying yes celebrate but celebrate in stillness and I'm going to have you kind of like in this place where you have to truly just be in the presence of me and let me be who I say that I am yeah I maybe I used your excuse to be hurt for myself because it was like when Crystal was like I can't come into work because we were our office was located upstairs and so I was like well, she ain't going. I'm not going. I mean, <laughs> we were working our normal jobs. And then at night we were going to our office to see clients. And it was, it was a season of like, for her, obviously she went through all these things. And so for me, I was like, well, she's not going, I'm not going, <laughs> but it gave me an opportunity truly to rest on my own. Um, and I think that was one reason I was so absent because maybe I didn't use your, your accident, <laughs> but it was like, for me, maybe that was a blessing for me in a way, because I was able to just sit back and spend time at home with my family and not get so caught up in what I had to do next, you know, after working all day. But, um, it, it was definitely a great year, but it was, it was an off year and it was really yeah. hard. Well, I feel like too, though, like when it tells you to mourn with your brothers and sisters, a part of us like that doesn't even realize it, you know, like I was going through all of this stuff and we're so close. Like we work together, we do ministry together, we're together, like constantly doing things honestly for Christ if people look in from the outside but truthfully like a last year I was mourning a lot and grieving a lot of things even though I hadn't like truly lost people it was like situations and I was just grieving so much and tr- maybe you were grieving with me in an instance of just like mourning things because you were feeling for me too and then on top of that you had stuff going on so truthfully you probably were like feeling off of me (laughs) I mean I I definitely think that had a lot to do with it because when I reflect on the past year I'm like wasn't a terrible year like I was just in a weird place like it's an unexplainable kind of place but I mean there was ups and downs highs and lows as usual and we learned a lot last year in certain situations too with like how to handle other people and how to let go of a lot of control. And that alone is a lot of work and a lot mentally. (laughs) It was because we're so used to like control when we don't, I don't think we've realized how much of an issue we had with it. And it was such a learning curve for us because you're really releasing something that you're so used to having such a grip on. Yeah. And then you feel like you've lost it all, even though you really haven't. Yeah. But honestly, it has been one of the best things that we've done because it's given us an opportunity to focus on the things that we really need to be present for. And it's given other people an opportunity to step in, step up, and take over and be able to be a blessing to other people where God has them too. And so it's it's taught us a lot, but 
it was not easy. And so I think for me, that was really, maybe it put me in depression. I don't know, letting go of control. <laughs> I don't know. I got some issues there, but. But I think it's true discipleship too. Like our whole is. word for last year, I think that that's what it was as well. It's like learning how to disciple and learning mm-hmm. how to be like a good disciple. That's true. That's very true. And that was amazing in itself. I was reading about the story of when John the Baptist was killed, beheaded. Yeah. And, um, you know, Jesus was sad. That was his guy, his person, you know what I mean? And so um, when he had gotten news about it, he just wanted to leave and be alone. Mm-hmm. And yet the crowd followed him. And when they followed him, they didn't have enough food for everybody. And he said, bring them here. And he multiplied. I'm sure y'all have heard about when he feeds the 5,000 and he multiplied the food and they even had leftovers. And it was just this crazy thing that only God could do. And so after that, um, he sent the disciples off and then he went to be alone. And um, it was in that quiet place where he was able to just be and sit with God. And so I I can kind of compare that to like our past years. Like we were missing but we were present, but we were sitting with God a lot and really just trying to grieve things that had been lost, mm-hmm. like you had mentioned. And really, I mean, even though I walked out and stepped out and, and were able to do this full time, um, I left a job that I really loved. And yeah. so that, I, honestly, like I feel like that's a, a portion of grieving too, because I was giving up something Absolutely. I really enjoyed, which is crazy because honestly, I've never had a job that I like actually really loved it. Um, but I also knew the calling that I had and I also knew that that was what my desire was. So yeah. it was like, okay, you got to make a, make a decision here. Like, are you going to step away from something you love to do something else you love and you feel mm-hmm. called to do? And so it just reminds me a lot of how Jesus grieved, but it was also in those moments that people needed him. And yeah. so like he poured out and then he found out devastating news, turned around and poured out again even in the midst of him just wanting to be alone. And I think about that with people who are in leadership, you know, people are always needing us. And I talked about that last year, you know, me and you did. And I kept saying like, okay, well, but like everybody needs me, but when is it my turn to have someone and just check on me and say like, Hey, are you okay? How are you? Can I do something for you? Because a lot of times in leadership roles, you know, people think that you've got it all together and you're fine, you know? And so I was just at that place where I was like, well, when's it my turn? And I know that sounds selfish, but then I think about like God or Jesus put that out for other people and he did his ministry and he he was wanting to be alone with God, but it didn't stop him from still giving to those people who were in need in that moment. And so it's kind of encouragement for me to realize like, even when we're exhausted, when we're tired, if he's called us to something, he's going to equip us with what we need, the strength we need to continue pouring that out to other people. But it's our place to feed our own selves and fuel our own selves was by spending time with him and in his word and in prayer. Mm -hmm. And so I think that that's, that's where you have to figure things out is like, if you're exhausted, you're tired, you feel so distant from everybody that you've got to make it a choice to spend that time with God and allow him to start working on your own heart. Well, it's crazy how you say something about grieving, because if you think about it, and I wrote it down, um, Jesus even grieved in the garden before his crucifixion. And so Mm -hmm. he was grieving. You were talking about that with John, and he he was grieving in the garden. And what did he do there? He went alone, and he was still. And that tells us so much is like when we're in that period of our lives where it seems like, you know, um, so much is going on or we're grieving and that could be a loss of a friendship just like you guys part in ways it could be like leaving a job that you so much love it could be actually losing someone who you're close to I mean grief comes in so many different formats but what does Jesus show us he shows 
us that we're still, we're still. And that scripture that we read all the time in Psalms 46.10 that says, be still and know that I am God, God, be still and know that I am God. At the, when that scripture keeps going, it says, um, he is exalted through that. You don't really read that. Mm-mm. So be still and know that I'm God. And that God. What, God. God. What am I saying? God. I am God. <laughs> I have this like accent. I am God. All of, all of a sudden. All of a sudden I get this like weird She no longer speaks English. <laughs> be still and know I'm God. No, be still and know that I am God. Oh my goodness. Okay. Be still and know that I am God. And that's where he is exalted. So you think about that. Like if we're still, that's where God is exalted. Why wouldn't we want to be still mm-hmm. and be in his presence? It's so good because we only hear be still. And in, in our stillness, it's like we still are thinking about things. We're still trying to figure things out. We're still trying to like plan all that stuff in the stillness. God says be still. It doesn't say keep going through your mind and how you can do this or how you can make this better. It doesn't say keep going and, and taking notes and and figure it says be still that's all it says is be still and know that i'm god and that's where i'm exalted all right well i think we're learning a lesson like it's not we keep going we keep mm-hmm. doing we're still in his presence and it's crazy because it, when i think about it like i truly want to be still in his presence like if that's where i see him that's where i feel him that's where i hear him like why would it i want to be still in his presence why do we run so much from that and think that we have to do so much mm-hmm. and we're not like being still like why do we why do we feel like that as humans and i think it's because like we seriously are trained in our brains to like go and to do and we've trained ourselves Mm -hmm. that way we train our kids that way we pick them up from school and we take them to sports and we do this and they go to church and we i mean and all of those are great things and we want them to be active we want them to be in church and all that stuff but we get so busy and it's like we train ourselves that way and we think we have to remain that way when truthfully our lives aren't supposed to be packed full jammed of of stuff, you mm-hmm. know? If if anything, it's supposed to be packed full jammed of God. Yeah. Well, for me, I need a switch to turn off because I can sit still and I can lay in bed, but my mind's going to go a million miles a minute and I'm going to think about all the things I should be up and doing. So it's like, how do you... How do you find that switch and cut it off and just say, okay, God, I'm here. My mind is with you. And I think a lot of times for me personally, if I can put on worship music, it brings my mind to a different place. Um, It brings me down a notch. It's just something about it that's so peaceful and common to me. But I'm guilty of having to do a million things. And I kind of was the same way with my own family. It's like I had my kids in all these sports. At one time, all three were playing sports the same season. And I, I remember going, that. It was going crazy. crazy. Yeah. It was from one to the next. And then it got to a point where I was like, all right, we're not doing this anymore. So if you're playing a sport this season, then you're just not going to. Like it got, yeah. and that's really hard because they all play the same sports. But my oldest daughter ended up not playing anymore. Um, but either way, so it, it's kind of one extreme to the other with my own self. And so it's like, well, I've overdone myself. No, I'm just not going to do anything at all. But then Mm -hmm. slowly but surely, I start missing those things. So a lot of it's about balance, but sitting still with God looks different for everybody. So you have to ask yourself, like, what does being still with God look like for me? Because our lives are all very different, and we cram our lives with different things. Um, Some have kids, some don't. And so it just, some 
cram them just work in like mm-hmm. they just work all the time and I think a lot of times it's because one we're looking for that sense of purpose and belonging and so if we stay busy it means we're needed um if we're we, feeling a void exactly I, I mean I'm guilty of that I've yeah. done that before it's just like filling yeah filling that void staying busy to feel needed and wanted and appreciated or important and it ultimately like all that truly matters is that we're accepted by God and nothing else and I think if we can wrap our minds around that um, and learn to be still, like I said, however that looks for you, things will start to change. It's just mm-hmm. a matter of like figuring that out. And for me last year, I was just so overwhelmed with all of it. I just didn't really even know where to start until yeah. the end of this last year. And I was like, I'm not doing this in 2023. Something has to change. Mm-hmm. And it's nothing to do with a new year. It's just what better time to start it than January. And so I think it's just one of them things that you have to make your mind up and say, okay, not living like this anymore. What changes can I make to make me better? What changes can I make to make my family better? How can we, all that we do honor God, keep God at the center of our lives? Well, and I honestly think that a lot of the being still part of it too is like knowing who God is, like, and who God says he, who God says he is to be true. Mm -hmm. Because when we know who God is and who he says he is, and we know that as the truth, then we don't have to like sit there and think in our heads and sit there and overanalyze or critique or think about all these things. Cause you, you know who God is like, God's going to handle this. God has got me. God, um, works all things out for the good. When we know those things for the truth that it is, like we're able to rest. Mm-hmm. Like mentally, that's that's the rest that God wants for us is that mental rest as well. Like when we can have that mental rest, we're able to truly actually get that get the stillness and the rest that we need to continue to move forward without feeling like we have to be doing something else for God or making sure that um, we feel like doing is more of a priority than Mm -hmm. sitting. Right. Well, and that's kind of me last year is like overall, it mentally took a toll on me. Mm -hmm. It wasn't necessarily, I mean, physically I was exhausted and depleted, but mentally is where it really affected me. And so I think that that just goes to show like, you can only push yourself so much to do, but so many things before mentally you're just exhausted and you start shutting down. And I feel like honestly, that's God's way of shutting us down and bringing us back to, to him to say like, okay, like you've done this long enough on your own. It's time that you come to me and you let me do what I need to do so that I can bring you back where I need you to be with me. Well, and you think, okay, so if you think about this too, like even when even when Jesus went and he was in his stillness, he had his disciples, right? And for me and you last year, so Susan and I also have a, a ministry with inside the church that we help lead and we, and we brought on serve team. But like you have people that can help you mm-hmm. and, um, be kind of the hands and feet when you don't feel like being the hands and feet. And I think a part of that is releasing control as we spoke about, but also a part of it is allowing people to step up to actually help. And I Mm -hmm. think for me, it's for the longest time I've tried to do things on my own and I've wanted to do things on my own. And a part of that was probably control, but another part of it was just that's in me. Like Mm -hmm. it's in me to step up to the plate and feel like I need to do that because I've done that for so long in my life and that's kind of like what I've created in my own brain and it was like God was teaching me like 
this isn't what I've meant for you. I've meant for people and and those to come alongside of you. I haven't meant for you to be alone. I haven't meant for you or I didn't create you to do this all on your own. I created you with a purpose, mm-hmm. but with that purpose comes other people who yeah. you disciple and who you get to bring up too, but also it comes other people that they have talents and gifts and purposes that I have called them to. And I think it taught me a lot about that as well. Like it's okay to be needed and it's okay to let people love you in that aspect in different ways and you know in that way that way looks like something different for everybody yeah it's so it's so easy to just take control over yourself too because I know for me personally not all the time are people gonna do it the right way and even though long okay long story is like or the full picture of it is as long as it gets done it doesn't really matter how it got done right But ultimately, there's a lot of people who let you down and they just don't do it at all. And so that's really hard. But I think for both of us, allowing, being obedient and honoring God by allowing other people to step in, he would take care of the rest. And I think he showed, showed, he has shown us, like, these are your people. These are who you can trust. Yeah. And they've proven themselves time and time again. Not that they had anything to prove to us, but we, you know, you earn that trust. And so it's been a little bit easier, but... I mean, what a blessing that's been because mm-hmm. it has taken such a load off of us to help us. And honestly, I, don't, I couldn't think of any more time than it was needed than last year when so much was going on. And God it was just perfect. Yep. God did know and God does know. And so it was just, it was the perfect time and to just start letting go of that control, which I'm proud of us for. I know, right? <laughs> Pat ourselves on the back. Uh, you know what I was just thinking too while you were talking is that we. Susan and I both strive to make sure that we do stuff with excellence. Like I heard one time a long time ago, like when you do things, you want to do it with excellence. And last year, if we would have been on this podcast, we definitely would not have been in no excellent shape. But we can also get so wrapped up in trying to do something with excellence that we also try and do something out of perfection. Mm-hmm. And I used to be a crazy perfectionism, like a perfectionist, like wanted things to look perfect, to be perfect. And God's worked on me a lot with that as well. But like we also can't get so wrapped up in doing things with excellence that it becomes perfectionist Mm -hmm. and then that perfectionism leaks out because if perfectionism is leaking out then there's not excellence there because God has not created any of us perfect and we're not allowing room for growth that's right that's really good because I too have always been a perfectionist got to look a certain way smells like it's just everything has to be in place tidy neat where I need it and to somebody else it could look totally messy you know it's just our mindsets are all different so that's a really good point to make because we get so caught up in perfection of things that God God's intentions for us is excellence but not perfection and there's a huge difference there. Yeah. So you guys, we just really wanted to come, obviously say hello. We're so excited for this new season, but we want you to know that you're not alone. If you're feeling distant from God or you're just feeling like you need stillness but don't know how to do that, we were there all of last year. So reach out if you need to. Um, Make sure that you keep up with all the new stuff that's going to be going on this season. We love you guys, and we can't wait 
to continue on the rest of this year. Yes. Make sure to find us on social media. We are on Instagram and Facebook and also TikTok, but also follow along with us. Um, if you have any questions, you can always email us at sheshedsreallight at gmail.com. We're happy to answer any questions y'all might have. Or prayer requests, guys. Yes. Prayer requests are big and we can do that. Also, we want to give a big shout out um, to Enchanted on Main Street and Clayton. They also have an uh, a shop in Raleigh, right? Morrisville. <laughs> okay. So you can check them out online, yeah. but uh, she let us go in and use her little shop boutique, and we just are so appreciative. You also will hear her on our podcast this year, mm-hmm. so we're excited about that, but make sure you check her out as well. Yes. Her name is Frankie Jean. You can find her on social media, and Enchanted on Main is the name of it. So super cute clothing. She's super sweet herself. It's a great little shop, and um, you won't be disappointed. All right, guys. We'll talk to you guys next week. Bye. Bye.